there's always something to be grateful for. Welcome to the Upward Momentum Podcast, the podcast about sharing the stories of individuals who are creating upward momentum in their lives, from personal wisdom, life challenges, to maintaining a positive attitude and sharing it with the world. You just try to live each day um, with positive attitude. I'm your host, Matt Nelson. And in this episode, I sit down with a mentor and longtime friend who is faced with one of life's greatest challenges that most of us could never fathom. Yet, he still maintains a positive outlook on life, wrote a book, and learned a new appreciation for the little things. This is going to be an episode like no other, and you might want to keep a Kleenex nearby. But most of all, make sure you listen to the very end as we have a little surprise for you. And it all starts now. So uh, I grew up in Alberta, and I have lived in Calgary for 25 years, and I worked as an HR professional, and uh, gosh, I guess coming up four years ago, I was diagnosed with ALS, amyotrophic lateral sclerosis, and so I retired in 2018. And I wrote a book to document my journey and hopefully raise some awareness and some funds for the ALS Society. Do you mind telling us a little bit more about um, ALS for anybody who may not already be familiar with it? Sure. So ALS is um, a fatal uh, neurodegenerative uh, disease. And what happens is the motor neurons are attacked. And they would normally send messages from the brain to the muscles in your body. And so what happens is the person uh, eventually gets weak and the muscles start to waste away. And that leads to death. And the average lifespan is two to five years. What's inspired you to write this book that you wrote? Well, I think it was... Uh, you know, several of my friends and family and colleagues, they had, you know, pushed me to say, Wayne, you should document your journey for everyone to see. You're a pretty good writer and uh, raise awareness of the disease. And in fact, the contributing editor, Carrie Edson, uh, who's a friend and colleague, she kind of gave me the final push, the nudge to say, Wayne, you should write it. I'll help you. Well, I'll edit it. And so I started the process coming up two years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, the inspiration was to raise awareness. Uh, it's a rare disease, but it's a deadly one. Mm-hmm. So raise awareness on my journey, provide inspiration and hope. It's not all doom and gloom. And also uh, raise funds through the sales of the book for the ALS Society. And you're when you you talk a little bit, um, just want to touch on the the raising the funds. So you're you're obviously giving back um, to ALS through through those profits. Correct. Yeah. Okay. And what um, can you tell us a little bit about what the what the ALS Society uh, provides? Uh, it provides a ton of things uh, beyond kind of um, support groups for the people for and their families. It also provides equipment. Uh, medical resources, things that can become very expensive mm-hmm. for an ALS patient. 
and they provide them free of charge to the patient and their families. So they're an excellent organization. Excellent. I want to touch on your book a little bit. You did talk about this, but um, naturally this is, this is something that I, many of us obviously can't relate to, but what was the first thing that went through your mind when you uh, found out that you were diagnosed with ALS? Well, initially I didn't know a lot about the disease, like a lot of people. So I was a disbelief. And in my mind, I think I was thinking, well, it can't be that bad. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sure, you know, it's not the end of the world. And uh, yeah, sure enough, I, as time went on, I realized it was a terminal illness. So you go through and what in one of the chapters in dealing with grief in my book, you know, you talk about the various stages you go mm-hmm. through, but yeah, it was, it was devastating for me and my wife and family. Now I want to um, chat a little bit about your, your career as well. So we'll, we'll take a step back here. What drove you to pursue the career uh, in HR? You know, it was kind of by accident. I had gotten a business degree. I'd moved to Calgary. It's coming up 25 years ago. And I kind of got, you know, a, an entry level job. And then I ended up moving over by accident in a kind of an entry level role as a researcher with an executive search firm. Mm-hmm. And so I worked there, you know, almost five years, went from temporary to kind of permanent. And I realized I quite enjoyed it. And so there was an opportunity to move into a service company in the oil and gas industry as an HR generalist. And I realized I really loved that role. And so I ended up spending, you know, 15 plus years working in the oil and gas industry in various more senior HR roles. But uh, I just, I love the career. I love the value that HR can bring to a, a corporation. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just ended up being a great career choice. So it was very fortunate. And looking back, if you could um, ever change your career choice, uh, two-part question. First, would you? And if you could, what would it be? You know, that's a tough one. I used to joke with, I had corporate facilities under my portfolio when I got into a leadership role. Mm-hmm. I always joked with the um, uh, real estate brokers. I would have loved to gone into the Calgary real estate broker kind of role doing corporate real estate, making the deals and all that. But um, in hindsight, with the economy the way it is, uh, I'm glad I didn't do that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so another interesting thing that you you talk about also in your in your book, and uh, you know, you and I have known each other for many years. Um, you have this extremely natural talent for art. Um, when did you first discover that? Well, thank you. Um, you know, when I was a kid, I used to like to sketch and draw, and I think a lot of kids did. But when I got into high school, I came from a small town. And we had an amazing art teacher. Mm-hmm. So I took that as an elective and I realized I enjoyed it. And I must have had a bit of a talent for that. So I kind of worked through that. And then when I got into adult life, um, that went on the back burner. I just got busy. I did the odd thing, but never much. And then 
when I was diagnosed um, and I retired, I realized I had some time to kind of pursue that. So I did that for a few years, the last three years. Where do you have your paintings right now? Do you have them featured anywhere? Or? Well, um, they're kind of all over. Some of them I've given away as gifts. Mm-hmm. Some of them I've sold. And I've given some of the funds to the ALS Society. Uh, some of them we have uh, a winter place down in California so I can get out for the winters because mm-hmm. it's quite cold and snowy and icy in Calgary. So I'm not trapped inside. So my wife and I bought a place down there. We spend the winters there. Um, and so we have some in the house down there as well. Um, we did do, if you see in the book, I did send some sketches to various people who support ALS around the world. And one was the princess Royal in England. Mm. And she actually wrote back and she received the two portraits that I sent her and they're now um, housed in one of her homes. So I thought that was kind of a neat legacy to leave as well. Wow. That's um, that's quite the accomplishment. Oh, thank you. So let's um, curious to know a little bit more. Um, we, we talked about this, but what would you say it's like living with a terminal illness? Well, it's the journey. So we've had friends that have passed away quite quickly that have mm-hmm. been older than me and younger than me, Matt. Mm-hmm. But mine is my illness has been, um, you know, there's blessings and curses that it's, you know, I've had it for several years. So you have time to think, um, you know, you're getting weaker physically, mm-hmm. but you try to keep up your morale and your spirits and you just try to live each day with positive attitude. And you bring up an interesting point there. And I'd like to ask you a little more about that is, is how, you know, it's, well, let's, you know, naturally it's right now with the, the, COVID-19 pandemic has been very tough on a lot of people. I think there's some good lessons learned for, for others out there. How, how do you stay positive? What are some things you do to keep yourself going and, and living the best you can? Well, a good question. I mean, everybody has bad days, Mm -hmm. but I think you have to be grateful for what you have. That's gratitude. That's one of the chapters I talk about in my book, but uh, I think, Focusing on what you have, not what you don't have, mm-hmm. and focusing on um, there's always something to be grateful for. So I think that helps. And uh, yeah, just trying to remain positive as best you can. And it is tough. I know the pandemic has really made a lot of people feel very isolated mm-hmm. in the world, but uh, hopefully we'll get through it. Take it day by day. Mm-hmm. Now, going back um, to your ALS diagnosis for a minute, how how has this changed your life? You know, I think um, initially there was the shock and the sadness and the grief and all that. But I think you do focus on um, living each day the best mm-hmm. you can, living your best life. 
and um, putting things into perspective, hence the name of my book. Yeah. Perspective. It's all about perspective and realizing that, uh, you know, things, uh, you know, they could always be worse. Mm-hmm. I mean, I am facing a terminal illness, but um, you, ha- you have to look for the, the positive moments in your life. And and on that note, is there is there any positive moments you could highlight or that you'd you'd like to share, or be willing to share? Well, I think you know my wife. Yeah. Rock, and she's been amazing. And I'm so lucky I've met her. And we've been together nine years. And then if you talk about uh, you know, part of you know, sharing experiences, and I talk about the bucket list in my book. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been fortunate enough to travel to 38 countries around the world. So just you look back and you say, you know, you've, you've had a lot of blessings. I think that's what you have to look at. And with all that in mind, if you were to look back on life, is maybe there anything that you might change at all? Oh, geez. You know, I think, I think there's always things. Mm-hmm. You could you could change things you could have said, relationships you could have worked on, but better. But I think um, generally you have to be happy with what the decisions you made at the time, and say to yourself, uh, "What did I learn from the mistakes that I made? What could I have done better?" And hopefully bring that forward. Yeah, it sounds like some some good advice there. <laughs> Um, and now your book, um, the, the title of it is, um, perspectives. Correct. And so you mentioned, you touched on that a little bit as to, as to the reason you picked that, but, um, do you want to elaborate a little bit more on why you picked that specific title and a little more about what your book is about? Well, I have to give that credit to, uh, my contributing editor, Carrie Edson, um, years ago, I had been diagnosed and she was on social media and she was complaining about something. And Carrie and I knew each other for years. We'd worked together and we were friends. And I wrote to her, wrote back to her. And I said, and it's in fact, the quote in the book, it's all about perspective, Carrie. You know, in other words, what you're complaining about or what you're fretting about isn't insignificant, but in the grand scheme of things, look at the big picture. Take a different perspective. In fact, I heard a good quote not long ago, and it said something to the effect of take all your problems or worries, throw them in a pile with everyone else's, and then realize are yours actually that bad? Or the thing that you're worrying about. Now, five years from now, is that really that big of a deal? So that kind of, she said, you should call it perspectives. Hmm. And I thought, you know, that's a pretty good advice. So I thought, hence the book's name. Awesome. Now, in your book, um, you've broken it down into 17 life lessons. Is there any one that, if you were to pick one, I guess, let's put it that way, is there any one that maybe really sticks out to you that you feel everyone should follow in life? You know, 
That's a tough question. <laughs> um, I think that number eight, insight number eight, mm-hmm. cherish each day of your life. It's a gift. Mm-hmm. That's oftentimes easier said than done. But I believe that life can change so quickly. You know, so cherish each day, whether it be with your wife or your kids, Matt, or your friends, or you just never know, right? Mm-hmm. I think this pandemic definitely brought that to light. Absolutely. And one other thing, a couple other things I want to touch on is first one in your book, you talked about healthy living and, you know, as long as I've known you, you've been probably one of the most healthy and active people I've known. What insights might you be able to provide on healthy living? Well, you know, it's a tough one. Um, I think my wife, bless her heart. She has been healthy from day one. She grew up in Victoria, British Columbia. And I think they're quite healthy and natural out there. And so she always fed me as much as possible, organic, free range and portion control and watch the refined sugar and stuff that I loved. Right. (laughs) Yeah. But you know, I think with ALS, your muscles are already deteriorating. Mm-hmm. So eating sugars, alcohol, processed foods, that just progresses you even quicker. So whether or not you have ALS, I think watching, you know, your food consumption is a big contributing factor to your health. I mean, you hear the adage, how you look is 80% diet and 20% exercise, right? Mm -hmm. So that's something I think that's helped me kind of keep this, you know, it's, I am progressing, but it's helped keep me, you know, slower maybe than other people who knows, but I think that that's good and positive attitude. Mm -hmm. I think that's something for people's mental health, especially again with the, world situation right now the economy the pandemic i think trying to remain as positive as you can helps absolutely and most importantly um for anybody who's interested in learning more about your book and and picking up a copy which i would highly recommend they do um having already started reading it uh where would be the best place to find your book Oh, well, thank you. Um, it's available on Amazon. Uh, it's available on Barnes Noble. It's available on Chapters, Indigo, um, a bunch of other um, sites. You can Google it or internet search it and find my, my book. But um, those are some of the major ones that most people shop at. Awesome. And I'll make sure to also include a link for that um, as well in the show notes here. We'll have a, a link to Wayne's book if you're interested in buying a copy. That and, would be great. And is there anything else you'd like to share, Wayne, as we wrap up here? Well, I, I appreciate the time, Matt. And uh, what, I, what I've said is 70% of the proceeds go directly to the ALS Society. I'm not looking to make money. This was never an endeavor for that. And the other 30% 
it's basically a print on demand through my publisher. So it basically covers the basic costs, but um, hopefully with awareness and continued research and funds, hopefully the ALS Association, Society and others in Canada and around the world will continue to find treatments to help um, slow the progression and eventually cure it. Because right now there is no cure. It is a fatal disease. So Wayne, thank you again so much for joining me and, and sharing some very inspirational information. Um, if anybody wants to, to find you, follow you, I know you're on Instagram, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. And um, how can we find you on Instagram? Uh, my um, ID is at nwayneT. Okay, we'll also include a link to that. And thank you for everyone for joining us uh, today on the Upward Momentum podcast. You can also find us on Instagram uh, by looking at for Upward Momentum. We're on there as well as on Twitter at Upward Momentum One. Thank you for listening to this very special episode. And now that you've heard Wayne's story, I've got a little ask for you. While many of us may never be impacted by this rare disease, many lives have been. And as June is ALS Awareness Month, and the Betty's Walk for ALS Alberta is quickly approaching. So I have a couple of requests. First, can you please donate to your local ALS charity and help the many families such as Wayne's to ensure there's continued support for ALS and hopefully one day we will find a cure. Also, if you don't already, either follow Upward Momentum on Instagram or find the business page on LinkedIn and leave a comment about the podcast. Be sure to also share the podcast with your friends and family and help spread Wayne's story. One lucky person who joins our LinkedIn page or follows us on Instagram will win a copy of Wayne's book, Compliments of Me. Oh, and of course, even if you don't win, please use the affiliate link in the podcast to purchase a copy as I do earn a small amount on every sale, which I've committed to donating back to the ALS Society of Alberta. In addition, I will top up with a $100 donation. Thanks again for listening and don't forget to subscribe.